Welcome to the AI Applied Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Grennan. And I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every week, we break down the latest in AI news, tools, interviews, and discuss how to apply AI into your career and life. Jaden, today I want to talk about AI and the media. There's been so much cool stuff out there. Well, cool, I guess it depends on whether, if you think it's cool, whether you're a journalist or not a journalist. But really, like, look, there's like this Channel One thing, this AI thing. But the thing I wanted to ask you about was something that you've been doing a lot of work on, which I saw and I've seen a lot on, and it's this Axel Springer, which is, is a name I hadn't heard before, but it's the company that owns uh, Business Insider, Politico, and everything else. And it's this new agreement with OpenAI and uh, and, and Axel Springer. And, and this is so interesting, right? Because as we know, OpenAI, like even the, even the subscription ends in like April, 2023, when I go out and do consulting for companies, all that kind of stuff, I'm constantly asked by people. Yeah, but it only does that. How do they stay up to date? Everything like that. So, so much to talk about on this, but, but what's, what are you sort of like seeing on this front? Yeah, no, I think this is really interesting. So the deal is undisclosed. They, we don't know how much money is getting paid or what like kind of the terms of it are. Um, but I think there's precedent. This is, uh, you know, the, the tech companies do these kind of deals. Uh, you know, famously, you have like Apple or no Google, which pays Apple a billion dollars a year to make Google the default browser on iOS. So and then it's just like so it, it'll be interesting to see exactly what it is, but it's going to be something like that. Probably not a billion dollars, but, you know, they have some sort of annual fee that they, I'm assuming, pay Axel Springer uh, for access to their news. Now, the reason why I think this is really important, um, and I've talked about this a couple other places before as well, is is that um, uh, is that Twitter has launched Grok and has up-to-the-minute news included in the model, and it's making OpenAI seem kind of like, archaic having like a, a April cutoff of this year. And I mean, up until and for most of this year, it was a 2021 cutoff. So it's like you weren't getting the most up to date information. So I think this solves their problem. Um, they make a, a deal. And of course, they, they sort of tried to solve the problem in a ghetto rigged way earlier this year by just doing browse with Bing, which could just search and grab news articles. But that led to a bunch of lawsuits because it was grabbing news articles that were paywalled and it would unpaywall them. And there's this whole fiasco where they literally had to remove browse with Bing for like three months due to like this uh, due to this journalist issue and probably the lawsuits coming from it. So I think, uh, yeah, no, this is a no brainer move for them. They're a, they're a big company. They should be paying the licensing for this. And I think it brings them to, or they're like, now they can kind of compete. I think Twitter and Grok are still going to have more up to date because they have like tweets, which sometimes precede news. Um, but I think like, this is, this is making them so they can actually play in the same arena. And like before it was kind of like, if you use, AI for anything news related, ChatGPT was just like kind of irrelevant, wasn't useful. This should fix that problem to some degree for them. Yeah, that's the hope, right? And I mean, and I'm finding Bing, you know, the new kind of browse with Bing works so much better now. So I've moved, I mean, I, you know, I think we were talking about this, but I don't think I've used Google search in like a month. Like I only use perplexity now, which is driven by GPT-4 or Claude, or they have their own fine-tuned model as well, which is really cool. But this is the thing, right? With with ChatGPT, you know, when I'm asking something up to date, it just goes and grabs it from Bing. But it's usually just one article, which so it kind of chooses its own thing, you know, and, and that's why I prefer something like perplexity. But but it's funny because again, you know, you and I live in this AI bubble. I think probably, you know, maybe other people living in this live in this AI bubble. And on this AI applied podcast, it's not just about what you're going to be doing, it's how you're going to teach this to other people. And I talk about that a lot, right? This is not just like when I again I'm kind of out and talking to people, I'm like, this is not just about you learning, this is about how you are going to share this with your colleagues and friends and everybody else, because that's how we get this out there. But that's the crazy thing, right? Is that like, if I'm talking to a big group, I'm like, okay, so who's using ChatGPT? And most people are sort of like using it. And then you say, oh, well, who's been using it in the last 
month and kind of like, you know, fewer hands. And then I'm like, how many people have a subscription? And it's like a, fr a tiny fraction. People are not using this. So to your point, the browser thing thing is only useful if you have a subscription and a fraction of the, of the population of humanity has that. And so most people are saying, well, yeah, and I, I used it back in spring when it came out and all that kind of stuff, but it was hallucinating. And also the cutoff, I asked it about something in 2022 and it didn't know. Like this just feels like, I mean, table stakes beyond table stakes, right? It just feels like this is absolutely foundational to that. And also it just rips off that uh, soundbite that all their other competitors can use, right? Which is like mm -hmm. how Claude was using the soundbite of like, well, we have a giant context window and then OpenAI did that. And then Claude's like, yeah. well, we have a bigger one. But but point being when you're talking about like Bard or Grok or something like that, and they're like, yeah, you know, OpenAI is, you know, it's great, but they don't have real time. So I'm just sort of like, there's there's that. I totally agree. I think this is table states. But then it's also the question of what is the future of journalism? <laughs> I know it's a big thing, but I mean, every, you know, like like oh New York Times everybody they're all closing their APIs right I mean like they don't have they're not giving away access anymore right yeah 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 everyone's trying to shut it off okay but this is what's so interesting and this is what I think is the overlooked piece of this story that no one's talking about everyone's like yeah Axel Springer is like integrating with OpenAI so OpenAI gets their content built in like yay for OpenAI okay but there's two parts of the deal the other part of the deal is that Axel Springer said OpenAI is helping them to do journalism and they're basing well so what they said though which i love it i love their um position on this they said like to supercharge our journalists or something like that or i can't remember what the phrasing was but it was like i'm like oh that's beautiful uh, a branding let me let me break this down for everyone in a simpler form to replace our journalists uh we're using open ai and i know that's i know people will be like the thing that's controversial or bad or good or uh, whatever okay but pretty much the point is whether you love it or hate it a lot of reporting that is done can be replaced by um, AI. And not that it's like completely replaced, like you you put in the information and you don't need a journalist to assemble the information anymore. OpenAI, ChatGPT, GPT-5, whatever is the future version. Like if you don't like it now, it's gonna be able to do there. Like just look at, this is where the direction of the industry is going. You will put the information in, whatever the information and facts you have are, and it will compile the article or the content that the output it's not going to be a person compiling that anymore and i know people like are bothered by this deeply because they're like it's killing journalism but like is it really killing journalism because think about it what is a journalist is a journalist the person that writes the words is it a um is a journalist like a, a creative writing degree or like a you know like a literary degree or whatever or is a journalist the person that uncovers the facts and brings them to the table are you a journalist if you go regurgitate what someone else says and you don't do any of your own internal thinking or research or probing, are you really a journalist? Or is it the person and the people that are like consolidating the facts? And if if it's a person consolidating the facts, journalism's not dead because that's still going to be required in the system, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, the you know, these articles that I'm sort of like reading about all this, and especially when you follow the things like the open AI uh, the coup and everything else, like that's not something that just, you know, you can generate AI stories on. And this is the, the I totally agree with your point here on this actually, which is, you know, you're still going to need humans to actually do the research and tell people what's happening. Is it going to greatly reduce probably the number of journalists? Yeah. But, but here's the interesting thing to me. This is why I keep asking the question in my head, is AI going to kill journalism or save journalism? And I know that's a little bit clickbaity, but but it's actually a good question, right? Because journalism was already sort of like before before November 2022, or yeah, like journalism was already on the massive decline, right? I mean, there was a huge consolidation in media and everything else. So it's this was going this way 
anyway, right? It's just like people consume content very differently, you know, all that kind of stuff. But now it's funny if you read like the, you know, the press releases and the, everything else, the quotes from, uh, it wasn't so, I can't remember who it was on the open AI side, the president or whatever, but like, but what they're saying is all along the lines of, you know, it's really important that we save this. They're almost talking about it like climate change. Or Do you know what I mean? Like they're almost talking about like saving mother earth. Like it's that kind of language mm -hmm. around this is really important. We have to do something to save it. And it almost feels like charitable, even though, of course, OpenAI is going to get a lot. Anyway, I'm just wondering if maybe this isn't actually a great kind of like, like, I don't know. I've heard people say like, oh, it's kind of like deal with the devil. I don't know. This feels like it may actually really be good for both sides. No? One more point on this. I think that AI is going to save journalism, which was a failing, dying profession. Now I know that's uh, lots of people are going to complain about <laughs> complain to me about that or whatever, be triggered about that. And like, to be honest, uh, at my last company, um, I worked with the communications department. They were former journalists from, you know, top news publications in America. These are some of my good friends and they did fantastic work. So why do I say that it's a, a failing, dying profession? Because look at the direction that journalism took for the last five or 10 years. Like think about BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is my favorite example of what everything I hate about journalism. When you have these listicle articles that are like 10 things Kim Kardashian loves to buy in the spring, <laughs> right? Like this is not adding value to the world. And I know for the Kim K uh, lovers out there, this will be very triggering. But like, seriously, think about it. And I think this is all evidenced by the fact that BuzzFeed declared bankruptcy. So I think I'm, I'm right on this. But like, journalism is an incredible career. It's an incredible job. It's, it's a noble task, you could say, because you're uncovering and bringing facts to the forefront that were not known. But it definitely has taken a slant in recent years where it's clickbait. Journalism has become clickbait. They say whatever's going to get the most clicks because they want the traffic on their website and they're not uncovering like useful stories. So the reason I think that AI can save journalism is because forget about the clickbait, forget right. about like just compiling content to get clicks. Now the journalists, because they're not just creating the content, they can remove themselves from that and they can focus on investigative journalism, like digging for real stories. Think about how many thousands of stories are out there where there's corruption in, com in companies or in governments or crazy things that are going on and no one's looking at them because they're too busy making these freaking BuzzFeed articles. So if yeah. we get the AI to do the, the basic stuff, we get these journalists to do something incredible. That's my, that's no, my okay. You know, I actually kind of love this take. I love, I, again, I'm always here for Jaden, like hot takes like that. And I think that one of the, one, one of the things you're saying here is that like, one of the things that this is going to do is it's just kind of make that clear line because again, same thing. Like I talk to, you know, journalists all the time. It's sort of like old world paper kind of things. Right. And again, they are, they feel forced to write these things because, you know, at the New York times or the Washington post or Miami Herald or whatever it is, like these are companies that need to pay their staff and keep the lights on. And so of course they're going to do clickbaity things because it makes more money and drives more ad revenue and everything like that. But if we can just almost automate that, which sports illustrated did to, you know, awful awful effects that basically blew up sports illustrated please please tell us about that story a little bit because i've seen the headlines but i didn't get like i didn't dive into it so tell everyone this is wild right i mean this is basically the top brass at sports illustrated like just basically lying about how they're creating content and look you could say sort of that something like sports is basically the easiest thing for ai to create there's really very very little insight i mean like what you see on the field is basically it right it doesn't require a lot of analysis and i think sports illustrated thought they would get a Away with this and what they were saying is like oh no these are all you know these are all real journalists and all that kind of stuff it was found out and now it's just it's literally blowing up the company as if that company and 
that company could not stand to be blown up. I mean, that company was already on sort of like really, really fragile ground anyway. And the hard thing about it is that Sports Illustrated was sort of known as like the place that actually was the last bastion for actually great articles. Now it's maybe the uh, the Athletic over the New York Times. But Sports Illustrated really was that. Do you know what I mean? It was a long form, really thoughtful, like, let's go deep into this. Like, it was sort of like tracking like LeBron when he was in high school. There's all this great stuff that it did. And for them to go down, I think, is it's sort of like watching like one of your heroes go down on that. Right. And like, that's actually really, I think, problematic. But but I think what it points to is this bigger picture of, my gosh, do you actually need any humans like doing sports? Do you know what I mean? Like almost at all. Right. Because it's really just color commentary yeah yeah if i can jump in on this one i recently interviewed a couple months ago someone on the ai chat podcast um which essentially he had a company and he was contracted by some of these like major news organizations like very early on and he before the days of chat gpt he's been doing it for a long time but you know things have evolved a lot now where it's more into llms but he literally was able to they would give him all of the analytics from a game because, you know, they have like they'd have like yeah. an API. He'd pull that in and then he would create like an article about it. And he said the, and so he'd create like news content for them about it. So like um, the, these companies like news organizations have been doing this for a very long time, longer than people even know, because it's like way pre chat GPT that he's he was working. I think it was like ABC News or something really big like that. Um, but in any case, the thing that he said was really cool about it was that he gave them the ability to cover like local games that yep. they were never going to send a reporter to someone's like local high school game, but he could cover all of them and have a news article about all of them and all the high school athletes think this is so fun that there's like, you know, journalism being written about them and stuff. So I think it brings up a good point where like for sports specifically, there's the points scored, there's who scored the points, there's where they scored the points for, there's who's playing. And then like, I mean, just like sports commentators are like, oh my gosh, he's like running to the field. He's over here. Did you know, like it back in, you know, 1995, yes. this other person did this other thing. It's like, yeah, all those like little arbitrary, interesting little factoids. Like that's all AI can do all that too. And actually, I mean? and look, I just want to double down on that for a second too, because first of all, I love this idea of it's going to, you know, bring a shine a light on local sports because they, as Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell did this big thing about how local papers, papers survive. And they literally survived just by printing everybody's uh, everybody in the town like gets their name like printed in it. You know what I mean? Like so, everybody buys it. It's kind of brilliant, right? Because yeah, people yeah, just yeah. want to see their name. Local sports you can do it actually at no cost. And here's the other thing: is that when you hear like interviews with quarterbacks or something like that, it's all just trash. Do you know what I mean? Like it's garbage. It's just it's it's like oh well, my teammates blah blah blah. Like that's stuff that AI can pull up without any problem and create without any problem. So I love this idea that it can actually expand it, and I think that sports is ripe for this. But I think. I don't know. I guess uh, like, we'll watch this space very closely. But in my mind, uh, it's probably going to save uh, media in ways that we're probably unexpecting. Yeah, 100%. The last thing I want to bring up here is um, the fact that uh, a lot of people have been seeing this viral clip on LinkedIn, which is from Channel One News. Channel One News is going to it created a, a clip where essentially it was an entire newscast for like five or 10 minutes or something. And everything they said was generated by AI from like the content to the people talking to the clips in the background, like this whole thing was just like an AI generated news thing. But they said, like, we're fact checking it. And they said in January, they are launching a full AI generated news newscast. So crazy. Jayden, crazy. I, it, it's I, have a, I have a take on this because I saw that I've seen on everywhere, LinkedIn, Twitter, like I've seen like the first few seconds, everybody's like, isn't this amazing? So what I did, unbelievably, is I watched the whole 22 minute thing. Yeah, I did it. And I mean, it was Okay, I'm just gonna say it. It was painful. It was painful. Okay. Because here's the thing, like, 
I thought they were going, well, I guess I didn't know what they were going to do, right? And now it says mm-hmm. right up front, it's like, hey, if anything's AI generated, we're going to let you know because and we'll have this little thing that dings and says this is AI generated. But it's really weird because you it the reason that disoriented me so much is that you have like these AI generated people talking and then it goes into something and you're like, wait, is that AI generated? Because it doesn't actually say like, these people are AI generated, even though you just assume that the newscasters are. But the really uh-huh. weird thing is that then it goes into a real story but some of this, this, I mean, by definition, it's going to be crazy footage, right? Because that's what sells. And I'm like, well, is that real? And I keep looking for the thing. And then they did this thing where it's like a public interest thing, where it's like this little girl driving her Barbie cart uh, down her little road. It was cute, a police car kind of behind. It's like, and she was, you know, little Susie was pulled over. It was just a cute kind of human interest thing. Yeah, yeah. But then at the end of that story, it shows like him sort of like pulling her over and giving her a ticket, which looks insanely real. But then there's a little thing. I'm like, wait, so that image is fake. But the one that came right before, which looked totally real, is real. So anyway, my take on this is, okay, we're going to see where this goes. But I found it super disorienting because it goes to the question of authenticity. I'm like, so when you, yeah. I don't mind all AI. I'm good with that. But when you're mixing it up and I'm like, well, was that real or what? Or was that like a photo? You know, I don't know. I was confused by it. Yeah, 100%. I think a really big thing in the future, um, and a lot of big companies are saying the same thing, so I don't think I'm alone in this, is going to be not that AI is bad, but you have to like, define what's AI generated and not there needs to be like some sort of tag and like I think the same way influencers on social media have to do like hashtag sponsored if they're getting money yeah, from a company yeah. like the disclosure I think there's going to be the same thing uh, where it's going to be like hashtag AI where it's like you have to like disclose when something's AI generated because you know people know this didn't come from the physical world this came from a, a bunch of silicone chips so um, yeah anyways I think that's so interesting uh, my take is that uh, I think whether we like it or not, whether it's disorienting or not, it's going to be cheaper. So it's going to happen um, to some degree. Of course, I'm sure all the major cable news networks are going to like keep their top shows on and whatever. And like, listen, I, like, is AI going to dominate? Like, no, I don't think it's going to dominate. But I do think that there's like an argument to be made that perhaps AI generated news theoretically, and of course, it could be just as biased as anything else but could be built to be like an unbiased source. So maybe I want to go listen to AI news because I'm biased or maybe depending on my, you know, political party affiliations, I want to listen to Fox news or CNN and just get the dopamine of having my echo chamber reconfirmed with that sweet, sweet vindication (laughs) of, I knew I was right. You know what I mean? So like, like people are addicted to that. So like, you know, who am I to judge and say they like, they're going to want unbiased news. But I think there's a, there's a possibility that there's a news source that just gives you straight facts and people might be attracted to that, um, especially if we move forward a little bit past the Uncanny Valley where it's like the newscaster literally looks and sounds real. Um, and uh, of course, it'll say like AI generated or whatever. And then it's like all footage should be real. I don't think we should mix real footage and AI footage. I think that, like you said, is very like you just don't know what's true. So that will. That's all I'm saying. That's all. It was, it was disorienting. So, I'm, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes next. So it'll be interesting. But hey, for the listener, thank you so much for tuning into the AI Applied podcast and uh, listening to the future of journalism uh, in AI. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Seriously, it uh, means a lot to us. We love those reviews. We read those reviews. We should start reading them on air. Just uh, absolutely, you know, so yeah. We got to get a shout out when when they give us a review. But yeah, seriously, uh, it helps us a ton. It helps other people find the podcast. So we really appreciate it. But thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope that you all have a fantastic rest of your week.